Well, you know what they say. Stormy nights, stormy days. Rainy winter. Damn, girl, you bring the hell to my wave. Um, <laughs> uh, imagine just like a tsunami wave hitting you, and it's just a wave of ice, ice, baby. Uh, which apparently Vanilla Ice does uh, like makeovers, or he does like renovations for uh people's homes you know it's like hey you need some plywood well let me apply the wood to your step wife um <laughs> uh oh that that term step is always weird to me you know the whole stepdad stepmom thing like i get we have to classify who's who but like someone like calling you a stepdad or a stepmom it's it's like it's and no pun intended it's like a step below the second part you know it's like because whatever the first word in a combined word like a hyphenated or in a sentence in a short sentence two or three whatever the first word is that's the most important word so when someone says step hey just say it's my step mom it's like all right could just say it's the woman that washes your clothes or something. I don't know, man. Like, um, <laughs> uh, it's like, ah, she's not. It's like the most important part when you talk about your wife and your ex-wife is the first. Hey, that's my ex-wife. It's like, yes, okay. You know, it's always we got to make sure we classify people in these uh programs we got to classify people in these in their lane you know it's like putting someone in check and that's why the bitches don't get any um <laughs> uh, yeah but yeah i don't know uh, i came across somewhere one of my favorite comedians mark norman uh he got rushed off stage the other night uh someone just abruptly, this I don't get what's with people at storming stages to make a point. I don't understand what people think they're doing by trying to. There's like no story about what's happened. All it is is someone was recording an audience. This dude was performing his set, and some random ass guy, like some, you know, Italian Brooklyn dude. Goes up there. Kind of like Fat Joe. Goes up there. And he stands there looking. He's like, alright, cool. Like, it's one thing to do that like, you know, a music concert. Because, like, the vibe is, hey, everyone jump on stage. Just so you could jump off and crowd surf or some shit. Like, And then, like, there was, like, some security, like, following him to make sure he escorted. And then they, like, moved him, escorted him out. And then, like... 20 minutes 20 30 like 20 seconds later security came back and took him out and then all of a sudden it's like this weird thing everyone's like what the fuck's going on and like five seconds later the part owner of the show or the person running the show that night she gets on stage her hands are shaking she has her phone in her hand she doesn't know what the fuck's going on or she knows what's going on but she don't know how to say it she's scared for her life and she's like hey uh Everyone, everything's okay, but get out. <laughs> that was the first. Said everything is. If anyone says, "Hey guys, everything is okay," but get the fuck out. Things are not okay, right? Like you know, if you walk in on, you know, uh, a big old brown recluse spider by the air condition, it's like, uh, and then your girlfriend's walking behind you. You're like, sweetie, everything. She's like, what's wrong? Like everything is okay. Just get the fuck out. I don't want you to freak. Just get the fuck out. Don't freak out. Just get the fuck out. You know? Um, <laughs> that's actually partially a true story. Um, <laughs> don't freak out. Just get the fuck out. Because I don't want to hear you freak out. I don't want this whole place going to start. Oh my God. We need to move. I can't stand it. Um, we really need to improve our quality of life. It's like, hey, one decade at a time. Okay? Um <laughs> Our good, us guys, we love selling the dream of, hey, 
just got to stick it out with me because you know what? When it pays off, I'm going to treat you with the world. And then once it pays off, you're like, well, the world's out there for you, you know. Find what you can. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not saying, hey, I'm just saying how human nature seems to work out here. I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the interweb, as the kids say. But, yeah, it's this whole thing. It's like, everyone get, and then someone in the crowd's like, do we need to get the fuck out? She's like, yeah. everyone, yes, just everyone leave. And then everyone's just like, then everyone's like, all right, we know what to do. And everyone just kind of gets out. But the girl was scared, shaking. You know, there are assumptions online, or there are some theories online that it could have been a, a bomb threat. Could have been like some, you know, I don't know. It just seems like uh, we have a lot, a lot of ill people out here. Um, I don't know what goes through someone's mind to think that potentially destroying a place would do that. Um, And of course, in Mark Norman fashion, he just sitting there smiling like, all right, and sometimes he probably acted that way because he probably like knew it was serious but you know he probably resorts to someone like me to that mechanism of oh shit's going bad all right let's just keep it moving and not react you know with scared urgency or anything like that which i appreciate it but yeah welcome to episode two 57 of Off and Be Podcast with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to suck some titties. <coughs> Yipperoo. So, yeah. Today is a great day to be alive, as they say. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, recording this on Friday, January 26, 2024, for the archives, yeah, for some reason that is very, very important, uh, don't forget to go show support to the new partner of the show, Magic Mind, um, I'll put links down below. I'll put a link. I don't know links. I mean, I'm sure they have multiple links. Like Zelda. Um, hey, hey, hey. It's like those weirdos that like girls that dress up in like Nintendo GameCube characters. Zelda characters. Like, I'm sorry. If you get turned on because your girlfriend dresses like Zelda. Um, Jared from Subway will be waiting for you somewhere. Just my opinion. Um... <laughs> I don't know, man, like, guys being the really young girls, I don't know, I feel like anime and I feel like these cartoon video game characters kind of open up the avenue where it's like, hey, it's not real. It's like, yeah, but what someone feels towards something is real. Have you ever been in these Xbox Live chats? Shit, like, no, it's not real, you're not killing actual people, but the anger people feel when they don't kill someone. Um, is real. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, go show love the magic mind. Part of the show. Um, it's a great nootropic drink. I'm drinking it before the previous three episodes, and I feel great. Uh, today's a little odd day. Haven't really had a whole lot of time to get stuff together. You know, I've just been one big drag. You know, Magic Mind has helped a little bit. But, you know, there's only so much products can do for us when things are kind of hectic in our life. You know, but these products like Magic Mind, sure, uh, they sure make it a little bit easier. Because um, <laughs> I got to admit, you know, I, I've been on a Red Bull kick. Uh, never had Red Bull in my life. Until a couple days ago at work. I had a couple. And I'm like three bucks for 8.4 ounces. Rip off. It's like fucking rip off. And 
and there's sugar involved. So like, the thing is like, I drank two throughout my work shift and I couldn't sleep last night. And I never have issues with taking pre-workout late at night or drinking caffeine and before like late at night. Like that stuff has never really bothered me. But it's like not a hangover when you wake up, but it's like this weird like you don't feel like that new burst energy like when you get that good sleep that good good sleep um she got a good good uh maybe that's why i've been sleeping well lately um oh <laughs> uh, i need it um <laughs> but yeah not wrong with a little good good all right this is getting kind of sus but um <laughs> but no nah, man these like energy drinks these red bulls and stuff like they work in the sense of oh Okay, like you do feel a little bit more focused, but like the crash is kind of like it's not even crash, it's just like the when it wears off, you just feel like less. It's almost like let's say, let's say we were a because you know our brain produces kilowatts of energy. Let's say your body can only produce, I don't know, let's just say 2000 kilowatts of energy a day, right? Like if, when you're awake, you have this much energy to exude. If you want to use in the first six hours of your day, that's on you. But the last eight to ten hours you're up, it's going to suck ass, right? So I think taking maybe these like energy, this is a theory of mine. This is not science or medical base. I think maybe these Red Bulls, I think maybe these, just any type of energy enhancements, whatever. Yeah, you're going to get that extra two to three times effect in the moment and then it's going to be next couple hours you still feel good but then like three four hours you're going to feel at like 100 kilowatts instead of like 800 900 that you're at at your peak so it's like once you use it up it's like if you're given a 20 dollar it's like let's say for you're given a 16 dollar allowance for the 16 hours you're up right you can spend three bucks the first hour and five bucks the next hour. You still have eight hours, but you're going to have to spread that eight bucks across the next 13 plus hours or whatever the fuck it is. So you're going to have to spread your energy, take the craze, take the hours eight. There's nothing happening that you're not going to feel that great. So when you're trying to be the most productive human being on earth, right? Or the most cool. You just want to be your best self. Comparison is the thief of joy, which actually kind of is. I actually hate when people try to compare like, oh, this person does this better than you. And it's like, I've never thought about that person one day in my life at all. So why are you spending time comparing me to someone else? When you couldn't even compare to what you're complaining to me about. That you say I should do more of. You see the picture here? Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> and I always notice in my, in my perspective. Like my, I guess, experience. Is that people that are obsessed with comparing other people to things. Are people who can't do much of anything really well. So their idea of finding ways to even the playing fields is trying to, hey, well, you know, there's there's guys out there that do. Like, if you've ever been with a girl that's like, and I've been actually fortunate. I've never really been with a girl that's like been about, oh, well, this guy does this. Like, I mean, like, girls will always kind of like be like, oh, well, there's men out there that do this, that, like, you know, it's like. Okay, they also don't do this and that that I do. You know, you find the partner, you find a person that does the things that matter the most to you. No one can do everything for you. I'm sorry. This whole like, I know I'm going all over the place, but this is where the podcast starts. You know, when I start getting my mind going. Thank you. Thank you, Magic Mind. You give me the Magic Mind to... Scrape up when I'm falling behind. No child left behind. Except if you have a kid before you're financially ready. Then everyone's left behind. They're left behind. You're behind. 
You get no more behind because you're a broke ass boy from behind. Um, <laughs> no wonder you can't get hard. Um, <laughs> but you know, um, when I was listening to, you know, like I said before, I've been listening to this John Delaney dude on the rent, and I find like I'll, I'll watch like these calls he takes. He posts on YouTube from his show. And I was listening to one literally right before this, you know. I have my prep and process for this show where I just kind of get some ideas, get my mind going about some things. And there was this uh, 22-year-old that had a, that's been with his, been married for six months, been with the woman for four years. They have a baby that's less than a year old, so... Everything's starting to, you know, life's starting to start, right? And they're, uh, he's calling because basically he found out recently during the marriage, during the six months they've been married, after she had the baby, she had a one-night stand with someone. Funny how that works. I, I don't understand how, like, whether from a guy or a girl perspective, I'm going to be honest with you. I can understand before having kids and maybe long after having kids when things have died down and you realize, man, things ain't ever going to work between us. But I don't understand how someone could have a baby come out of them with a person they love or married to and be like, you know what? This is the time to fuck some shit up. You know, I understand you get to a point in a relationship or marriage. Maybe you're extremely bored. Maybe things are just not the same. Whatever, it's all wrong at the end day, but there's human elements to it. You can understand. I can understand how someone after years of just not getting what they want from someone, I understand that frustration just being like, you know what, who gives a fuck at this point? Because being in this doesn't benefit anyone at this point. But it's easier to stay together because of the way things are set up financially and legally. It's a pain in the ass to go through divorce. Because even if you are one of those couples that want to do everything even, 50-50, the legal system will find a way to be like, nah, we, we still have to have some type of discrepancy here. And when lawyers get involved, they will convince you that you need to have some crazy-ass divorce with all these exponentials because they need a payout for it right so they're going to convince you who the fuck wants to call right now these fucking scam likely calls you know i swear to god and i know i'm going on a side tangent here again but i was actually i i, I viewed some recently of this guy who he scams scammers like you know how crazy this scam and stuff is where people like hack into the scam uh, what of these scam call centers and he actually goes and they can actually like access their uh, cameras you know their security camera he can access their computers everything their files this is just some guy at his home that knows how to do all this shit and it's like I probably a former hacker that knows how to hack hackers and like Show videos of them sitting around doing meetings and them, the guy actually owning a real business next and run this little scam thing on the side. <laughs> it's crazy how, like, it's crazy how it's, the operation works. You know, it's like the time that they spend trying to get you to, and most of them are, like, in Thailand. And it's actually weird because anyone that's has a... Uh, an Indian accent, right? Anyone that has an Indian accent has a hard time getting jobs at call centers because, you know, not being stereotypical. But in America, most time when we've gotten scam calls, it has been from someone with the Indian accent. So w there's that direct correlation where we think there's a scam tactic to it. So if you notice in most call centers... Anyone with customer service, very rarely do you hear someone with an Indian accent. And as fucked up as it is, it's because 
of these scam sites that take place in these other countries because they access Americans in other countries and the way they launder money to hide it and make it not look deceptive and all this stuff. It's crazy, man. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah. No, so I was listening to this guy. Um, he got cheated on very early on his marriage. It's, now you're like... After having a kid, that's the crazy part, right? It wasn't a year, it wasn't two years, it was literally probably months after having a baby come outside of you, and you're like, eh, I need something else. It's like, and the call was fucked up itself because of, not because of the caller, but because of the guy running the show. He's just like, yeah, look, man, because uh, the guy wants to be an author. He's all, see, you know, everyone wants to live in this fantasy, passion, dreams and stuff. The guy's like, I'm already working two jobs. He's like, you need to work a third. He's like, it's like, they answer, he's like, hey, yeah, my wife just cheated on me after having our first kid together. He's like, get a third job, man. You know, maybe she won't, he didn't say it, but like, look, man, you need to grow up. You need to stop worrying about your passions and stuff. You know, all that stuff comes after your family. It's like. Do you not hear my wife just fucking, my wife after having our baby just cheated on me. And he's like, look, man, hey, if she has to get one job, fine, but you need to get three. Hey, fuck it, four, you know? <laughs> like, he's just basically like, I understand what he's trying to say. Like, he doesn't want people to resort to divorce. And he says, you don't want to just throw four years away like that. It's like, well, she, after having, I can't stress this enough. After having our baby, which honestly, probably should get a paternity test. Because, you know, she says it's a one-night stand. But, I mean, are we really going to believe it's just a one-night like, Honestly, if someone's in the mindset of cheating right after they had a baby with you, you can't, like, more than likely, there's probably some stuff that happened beforehand that you don't know about. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but four years is a long enough time together, but there's enough room for someone to make errors, right? And look, it's not to shame people for doing X, Y, and Z. What it's about, it's, um, you just had a baby, man. And I say this if a guy were, I, like, if you were married to someone and a woman has your baby, like, three months after, like, I mean... I don't know what's the right amount of time where it's more okay than not to sleep around after you have a baby with someone because the answer is no. But you got to at least have enough self-respect and didn't need to, you know, be like, you know what, I'm going to wait at least a year and then I'll make an assessment of where we're at. You know, you got to give a year of just like, hey, life's going to be rough. She's having her postpartum. I'm having my what the fuck guys is doing my life, you know. You have a whole year of getting no sleep. You know, you got to wait until you guys start getting sleep to realize if you guys want to cheat on each other. I don't think that's a crazy take, you know. You got to give yourself time to really think about. And be in a good state of mind to be like, hey. I don't want to. Fuck this shit, you know. But the main thing is like, the shit, that's a, but he's just he basically telling like. You know, we all live in this world about chasing our passion and stuff. And he, him being a two-time best-selling author and stuff. I was like, okay. Like, I get he comes from a place where he's actually done it. He, he said he didn't get success doing it until he's 40. All that stuff. And I get that. But let me tell you, like, doing that whole... You're telling this guy to just... Put everything on the wayside. Sacrifice for... Like, look, do everything for the child. But your dismissiveness of... Oh, well, he just needs to do better. So his wife... And keep the family together. Because, oh, you don't want to see your kid twice a week, do you? Well, of course the guy doesn't want to just see his kid twice a week. But we also... Because all that does is now you enhance the leverage of what a woman that has your baby, what that entails. Of like, hey, 
I know it's cheating, but you don't want your, to see your kid twice a week. It's like, we can't let, because they know that. Because people know that. Like, if you, if someone's like, they won't leave me because, you know, it could be the reverse. Someone won't leave me because I'm literally responsible for their financial well-being. Like, that would be a crazy, fucked up, manipulative way to start just like, Doing things because you have a power leverage that's affecting that person's livelihood, you know, and their well-being. Like, it's not the way to go about it, you know. And I guess this is what happens when people start feeling unappreciated, as sense. Um, but my thing with this was like, he, the, like the guy, he's a therapist. Or a psychologist, he's he has the doctor in his name. And I understand like the goal of him being part of the rant. Everything's about trying to keep the marriage and unit together because that is a dying thing and there's a lot of issues. But we also can't resort that people can have unlimited mess ups and fuck ups. And just because of a unit that you both agreed in a bonded agreement that someone violated in an egregious manner after having your child together. Now, I don't know everything what's been going on. Maybe he's a terrible boy. Maybe he's this and that. I don't know. He didn't seem like a terrible guy. He seemed like a young dude who it's a lot going at once. You, you working. You want to be an author. You're 22, but now you have a kid. Probably not a great combination to have success to start out. But you know what? Um, reality's hitting him. So, you know, there's a lot of empathy for that. My thing is his dismissiveness of after this happened to be like, it's time for you to actually just commit to your family more innocent. Like, so she cheats on me after having our baby together. I'm out here with the two jobs already. And the answer is not having the fallback on her to be responsible for the ramifications of her actions. That's your answer here, right? It's really fucked up how this system has diluted people's minds of common sense and acting in a way that just makes sure it's serviceable to uh, not... To not cause any strife. Like the system that's been created. Has actually made this guy believe. And is being told by professional psychologists. Who by the way are incentivized of your success of marriage. And I, they want to always keep you coming to couples counseling. I mean think about it. These couples counseling. Like I'm, like going once here and there. Like you do for a period of time. Because you're going through a rough time. Or every like five or ten years, you got fine. But like these people, they're always in couples and marriage counseling. It's a business that they may want you to stay together, regardless of everything that says you shouldn't be together, because you're giving them four hundred dollars for an hour long visit to just say shit that you say at home to each other, and they gotta sit there and be like, maybe you just need to get another job, bro. Um, it's like the answer isn't just to get another fucking job. I hate that. How that's how reduced as men we have become that the answer to any time we are inadequate about summer, every time we fuck up or every time we're not doing enough is always to either just make more money to quote unquote, make it happen or to quote unquote, get another fucking job. That's not the fucking answer to everything. Cause guess what? This guy works two or three jobs, never sees his kid anyways. So forget that him being divorced, only seeing his child twice a week. He's not going to see the child more than twice a week anyways. I mean, he's going to see the child, but he's going to come home and see it. But he's not going to be awake enough to emotionally actually be there. And that's going to cause another issue. He's never there. And then guess what happens? Eight and one night stands, all right? While he's at work and she's bringing people over, getting pregnant by them. I know, sounds crazy specific. I'm just saying that 
it's those type of psychologists that I think he does a lot of great work and I enjoy. I'm still going to listen to the show, but everyone even in the comment section is like, dude, you really missed the mark on this one. Like, this was terrible advice. And you don't need to be a psychiatrist to listen to this shit and be like, this ain't it, man. This ain't it. I understand what he's really trying to say is like, it's time to grow up and get out of this fantasy of just like, oh, I'm going to make it. Like, you got to take care of the main shit to even worry about that shit. And all that shit you have to work on when you have to make time. When every when all your priorities take care of, that's when you write and all that shit. I get that part. But in this situation, talking about this, it's almost like fuck your passions, fuck that you've been cheated on, fuck all this shit. You just need to make more money. And this is why guys emotionally abuse and manipulate women and actually feel like they're worth a shit because they make an extra $18,000 a year than another guy when they're just going to blow it on drugs and alcohol and gambling anyways and prostitutes and all that shit. So all that extra money they made is not even going to you, you dumb bitch. And then that's why they're 50000 in debt. And then you leave for another guy's in debt. And then it's a cycle of everyone in fucking debt. And you're the one constant variable. Damn, look at Clint going on rants here. God damn, I'm juiced up. I just hate, you know, you know what really hits me with that? Because I know, look, I'm 28. I'm not a young man. I'm so young. But I'm closer to 30 than I am 20. All right. And I know, be if I, if I was 22 in that same situation... I would be like, I wouldn't have as much conviction of knowing what I believe and I would be seeking out too much advice and too much of other people's thoughts about whether the situation I'm in is normal, whether I'm doing everything right. And like hearing that, like if I was 22 and heard that, I might have felt like, man, I'm really like not doing my, I'm really not doing my best. I'm you know, maybe I deserved it for this to happen to me. Maybe I wasn't good, this, that, and the other. And hearing that all, hearing that from a professional, it seems like he's going to take that and take on the blame, ignore the ramifications, ignore the consequences of the bonded trust uh, between them. And now he's going to be dealing internally with that shit for a long time, building a lot of self-resentment within oneself. And being that young, and you're, and then you're going to reach a boiling point where you know what you feel versus what you've been told versus what you've been trying to pretend of just doing the right thing. Things are adding up when what you're doing and what you believe and what you're feeling aren't in alignment. That's when you get these dudes that go off the fucking wagon wheel and just beat the shit out of everything that comes their way. And I'm not just talking about his girlfriend. I'm talking about like, that's when their life goes down the drain. They have resentment. They hate women. Then we get the cycle of dudes that hate women because they don't know how to actually communicate and have boundaries of what's right and wrong and be able to walk away from things. Regardless if the shit that they may walk away with may come with a lot of ramifications. Because the shit you're going to have to do, because basically, typically when you're the one that fucks up, you're the one that's going to have to do more to prove to the other person that you are committed, or that you're serious, or that you're genuinely sincere about what you apologize for, or what you did wrong. And it seems like the dude that got fucked over, is he has to sit here and apologize and do more when... It seems like the person that violated that doesn't really have to do much of anything. And I understand, look, as a guy, it just is what it is. We understand it. We don't get a lot of empathy or sympathy for that shit because we know that in the day people just say, well, you just need to man up and do more. It's like, you know what? If he really manned up, he would just say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not being with this anymore. If this is what you want, fine. But... I understand divorce at a young age is very rational, but so is getting married and having a baby at a young age. So obviously making big decisions is not something this guy, for better or worse, has really had a uh, 
issue with. And so, God, that shit really like, listen to that shit, really like, man, we got professional doctors, people with professional degrees, psychiatrists. And look, he's much more knowledgeable in this stuff than me. He has stats I don't have. But there's also a real life aspect to it. And I, and telling a young man to not be passionate about what he cares for. He's the one, like, he's the one that's got to live with the results of whether he succeeds at those or not. So tell someone, like, ever, all that stuff doesn't matter. It's like, bullshit. There's a fine line between you have responsibilities, but you have to, but you have to make time for these other things, you know? And I feel like old heads always want to say that shit. And they always want to say that shit because they're afraid of the extreme of someone going down a strong rabbit hole, felling, getting drug addiction, getting some extreme shit that fucks up their life. When in reality, what typically happens is someone does something for years and years, it doesn't work out, and they naturally fade into something more quote-unquote conventional. They get a normal job, and they'll just do something as a hobby. They may be slightly unfulfilled or whatever, but typically most people just regress to just whatever. And I don't know, man. You know, I just hate that we have been reduced to just, regardless of what we just fucking explained to you, as young men looking out for older guidance, and specifically someone... In that space that's successful what he does. And someone seeks out that and your answer is just, hey man, like you just you just gotta get another job. It's like that's not it's not gonna fix anything. That's gonna make the dude just a slave to labor. It's gonna make him resent have all he's gonna have is just more time to think about his situation more than actually addressing the situation because you know what the dude can make thirty thousand dollars more in that year have some extra savings it doesn't change the fact that having a child with the woman he married having a child with him didn't change the fact that it's almost like she had that baby and was like I can do whatever I want now. You're trapped. And for the guys that think the worst of that stuff, this is a prime example of why that shit can happen even if someone never really wanted to have those desires because sometimes people do things just because they can because the ramifications aren't bad enough for them to be like, eh, it's not worth it, you know. So, um... I just hate that shit, man. I hate more. <sighs> Sorry. Yucky, yucky. I mean, I feel bad for the situation itself. That's whatever. Not to be insensitive about him and his wife cheating on him six, less than six months after getting married and having a baby. It's more of the advice he's getting from this professional person that he's speaking out to it's almost like do you are you trying to protect the system are you just trying to protect fuckery and not actually get down to the root of the problem i mean it's insane man it's fucking insane (sighs) well all the best to you kid and to your kid you know what Fuck his advice. You know what? If he somehow the traffic reverts to me, which would be great. Um, if you're listening to this, here's what I would recommend you do. I recommend you stop seeking out so much advice. You know what? Well, he sent the call, his father. I've actually gone off for like 30 fucking minutes about this shit. But <laughs> it's one of those long tangent ones. All right. I will reach out to your father, which he said his father is a great source. He's always honest with him. He's very blunt about give it a couple weeks. Don't make any rash decisions. And you know what? That is a good. Give yourself time to actually think. But don't let other people tell you what you need to do to better the situation. Because they're not the ones that are going to have to live with it. 
So here's my advice. I know you're young. I know you're only 22. Maybe outside of your father, everyone else can kick rocks. You know, in terms of their advice, what you should do. You need to actually, for the first time in your life, trust your gut what feels wrong. And it's not smart thought. I know, like, we get this, like, men think logically, women think illogically. She was thinking, she was thinking very logically through all this. I just want to tell you that. Um, and there's sometimes logic is going to help you stay in a situation that's worse for you than it's not. In this situation, it is. Here's the thing about feelings and human connection, relationships. Logic kind of has to go out the window when you're dealing with it in a logical situation. You know this shit's fucking with you. Um, what you need to do is for the first time, trust your gut. Trust what you intuitively feel. Go with that and you need to live with that. I think the issue is people want to like, yeah, but if I go with this, it's like, hey, again, you're the one that's going to have to feel that every day you're with and around this person. So here's the thing, right? Let's say you do want to stay together for the sake of the child. Never works out, but by all means, do what you got to do. Maybe it does. You know, I'm being a little cynical here. But it needs to be very clearly, you guys need to very, like, you need to very just openly discuss, like, look, you need to have set boundaries. This is how things are going to be. And you got to set the foundation. You are going to have to make more money. You may have to get that third job. Coming back to, you know, be like, but you need to have a plan. You know, be like, hey, look. I'm going to work two jobs for two months. I'm going to pay or work three jobs for three months is what we're going to do. I'm going to save X amount of money, have this much saved up, boggle down down the two jobs. so I got more time to spend with you and our child. There needs to be a set plan and you need to follow through with that. And when you do that, you can have the foundation, the household you want. All right. And that, and then, set from there, anything like this never happens again. If it does, X, Y, and Z happens. You need to set very specific, like, if anything remotely to this happens again, it's done for. And you're serious about it. That's what it has to be about. And you have to be okay with the fact that... She will do it again, maybe, and you're going to have to follow through with the fact that you're done. That's really the only way this is going to make you feel more at ease. You need to actually have a real belief and conviction of what you're trying to get out of this. Because the anxiety, the self-loathing and all that shit that's going to come with this when you're that young is going to fuck with you, all right? It's not even like it's young love is one thing. Young love with the child is you're dealing with a lot of children, a developing person like you haven't even developed yet. God, I'm so glad I didn't have a kid at 22. Oh, my God. I mean, it would be a mess now, you know, but at 22, whoo-hoo. My mom would have been, my mom would have immediately been like, put that kid up for adoption. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I think she would have had more belief in me than that. But I probably would have been like, yeah, we're going to put the kid up for adoption. Not really. No, I would have grown up, not in maturity. Probably wouldn't have been together with the person if I had a child with that 22. Probably would have been one of the situations immediately we would have tried and lived together. And after a couple months. Couldn't stand each other. And probably she probably moved him back with her mom. Mom takes care of it. She gets another job. Tries to secure some situation. But then is going to demand child support out of me. When I can't afford it. And now I'm going to be in this endless cycle of never having any money. All because I'm doing for the love of my child. But. Here I am. Rich and free. 
with no background. Um, and that's my background. Um, <laughs> oh, God. It's crazy to think about, like, the, the insanity nowadays of having a kid at a young age. Even with money, having a kid at a young age is not a great idea. No one's mature enough these days to... There's not enough family infrastructure. There's not enough family collaborative want to nature to actually raise a child when someone too young has a child, per se, you know. But, you know what? This is not the child pod. I don't even know what I'm going to title this episode. I know what the you know tagline title will be, but... Whew, this one is... Skirt, skirt. That's <clears throat> crazy, though. I feel bad for the guy. And I feel bad because the answers he received is exactly, confirms exactly everything of what we are just kind of treated as guys and men in society. That it doesn't matter what happens to you. You just need to overcome it. Which, yes. But... That's like, hey, it doesn't matter that you saw your dad get shot in front of you. It doesn't like no it doesn't matter that you saw your dad die in front of you. You just need to do better. It's like Oh, okay. So what you're teaching me is that it doesn't matter about how everyone treats me. It's just a matter of making sure I don't shoot someone. Okay, that's nice. It's like, hey, not typically. Actually, it's when someone shoots your dad, you need to go volunteer more so other people don't shoot other people's dads. It's like, are you going to arrest the guy that shot my dad? And they're like, well, you know, let's not worry about that. We just need to worry about how you react to it. It's like, no, how about you arrest the guy first? Put him in jail. Put him in prison. Kill him. I don't give a fuck. And then I'll think about having a, oh, a nonprofit charity. The guys who got, who, the young men who saw their dad get shot in front of them. It's like, how about that? And then I'll think about trying to have a turnaround full circle moment. But I can't have a full circle moment if the thing that caused that circle of problems is still there. You got to get rid of the problem before you come full circle and try to make an inspiring story about it. All right? It's not that fucking crazy. But God fucking damn it, that advice bothered the shit out. I can't believe I just did a whole episode of a clip that wasn't even as long as what I talked about it. It violates that rule. You know, there's a rule that... Like for these podcasts, uh, for these movie review podcasts, like the rewatchables, we hate movies and stuff. Like they have a rule where their review, their podcast episode can't be longer than the actual movie they're reviewing. And I've just completely violated that. I talked about something longer than the actual clip was. But you know what? Because I'm sorry, I just have too much insight. Oh, to help this young man more than this old guy who's he's not old. Then this guy who's gotten so here's the problem when you get so deep into a profession and teachings and shit like that, you become so kind of weirdly enough, you become so into the textbook, the optics that you can sometimes become a little disconnected with the reality of what coming home to something like that. That you know took place. Considering the circumstances of them just having a kid together. That's a whole different type of forgiveness. Forgiveness is one of the most overrated things by the way. Forgiveness is not real. I mean it is. But forgiveness is this term. Because we live in a world so much of hurt. It is something that has to be passed through. Because it's almost an inevitable part to make life easier. But just because something makes them easier doesn't make it actually feel real. And I think the issue we have in society a lot more nowadays is we just want things to seem better instead of accepting that. You know what? Sometimes I just feel like shit. Sometimes when things happen to you, 
Um, you don't react great sometimes when shit hits the fan. You're just kind of like, um, yeah, I'm not going to feel great about this for a couple weeks. I don't, I don't have a responsibility to be hunky-dory. Oh, why aren't you smiling today? It's like, I'm fine. I got five hours of sleep. Do I have to smile all the time? You know, that's how it is. Like when people are like, oh, are you okay? It's like, yeah, I'm fine. It's like, why do I have to fucking be smiling all the time and make people feel more comfortable? It's like, people walk around. I mean, like, it's weird. I don't know. People are obsessed with, are you in a okay mood? It's like, yes. I'm fine. But even if someone, and they're not in a great mood, we're going to be like, hey, you just need to smile more. You're making me feel uncomfortable. It's like, get over it. You're going to walk past, all you do is just wave, ask how someone's day is doing. You get a sense from there if they want to engage deeper or not, and you let them go from there. All right. It's not that fucking hard. But yeah, I'm going to end it there. I talk way too much. I got to be at work in a little bit. That's how these episodes are determined. I just had to really just press that record button and just get this ep in. But yeah. Um, all right, guys. That was episode 257. Damn, moving up the episode ranks. Of Off and Beat with Clint Nelson. I'm your host, Clint Nelson. Don't forget like, follow, comment, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Most important, ladies and gentlemen. I forgot to say this at the beginning. Don't forget to suck some titties. I've really got to be better about saying suck some titties at the beginning. But I just got, I just came in hot, swinging, and singing, booty clanking, dick danking, um, <laughs> dicking and, is it dinking and dunking? More like a dicking and thumping, <laughs> dicking and dunking these hoes. Um, <laughs> relax, it's a Build-A-Bear. It's actually the name of a Build-A-Bear. I made a way too old of an age to be going to build a bear. Even though it was actually how to train your dragon with the Superman costume. That me out. A dragon that me out with the Superman costume. Named Duncan these hoes. Yep. That thing was like forty eight fucking dollars. Um but yeah. Um that's it. That's the episode. Alright guys. Have a great day, night, evening. And, uh, yeah, if you're 22 or 21 or 20, don't get married to get any girl pregnant. It's really not that hard. I mean, it is. I mean, it was hard. That's why you got her pregnant. You get what I'm saying. 